You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. that stuff on the news where they're like yeah. we disguise their voice so that way no one would know who they were we talked to a neighbor I'm like chances are if you're talking to a neighbor of like a murderer or something yeah. they know exactly who it is that you're talking to that's true there's always that one that's like a pain in the ass that neighbor yeah. I've got one uh, that lives below us in fact I mean <laughs> he's kind of a sweet man um, <laughs> we originally met <laughs> our first interaction was the night ba- basically the night Harper was born uh, Jeremy McIntosh came into town uh, who you could hear on the uh, the X-Men Origins Wolverine podcast. He came into town, and we ended up putting together Harper's Nursery mm-hmm. while Sarah and the baby were still at the hospital. And, like, we we were kind of rushing around trying to get stuff done, and there's, like, a banging on the floor <laughs> below us. Bang, bang, Knock bang. it off. And, I'm, and all I can think of is, like, what kind of damage are you doing to your home downstairs? Like, banging on the ceiling or on the walls with stuff. So... As as the weeks progress, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I hear that banging again, and the baby's sleeping. Like, and yeah. I'm trying, I try to walk on eggshells, and I hear bang, bang, bang. So I write a note, and and originally it was going to be a real nasty one, but yeah. instead I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just yeah, be you nice live in the to same this building guy. as the guy, and be like, look, hey, I'm sorry, we've got neighbors above us that are really loud, and I really don't think that it's us actually being loud. I think it's broken concrete underneath the floorboards or something that's you know it's causing it to seem louder than it really is we're really trying i apologize for it i know it's kind of maddening and then he responded with a really nice note back and he would start like coming upstairs and like bringing us baked goods that he win he'd win at bingo he's like here's some cake hey harper here's some cake here's some some cookies that i won when i went to bingo uh, and uh, and it, it was going good for a while, and now in the past couple of weeks, we were getting the banging on the on the no. floors again. And it's like, oh, dude, you're driving me nuts with yeah. this. That's not helping the no. situation at all. Um, so yeah, that's my tangent <laughs> about neighbors having that pain <laughs> in the ass neighbor. This is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe, and we don't have Joel again this week. Uh, doing a little bit of moving in. I, d- I don't want to give away too much. <laughs> I feel like it's not my business to say, but uh, but he's he's doing some moving around. There's oh. some moving going on in his life, and that's what he's doing right now. Hopefully, we'll have him next week. Jeff, are you in next week? I'm just making sure. Like, do you have? Are, oh, because yeah. I know our schedules were like you had said at one point. Like, okay, but I can't record on this day. But yeah, yeah, no. oh, so we're good for next week. Yeah, you and I are good. <laughs> Hopefully, no, next yeah. week. We'll do small soldiers. Oh, it's been well. We've been teasing small soldiers next week for like the past month. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we'll hopefully have Joel back. But sitting in the Joel Burnson seat, we've got Luke Hawkins. Hey guys! Last time we talked uh, on the podcast mm-hmm. was the variants episode. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. That's... That was that was season one of the editing bay. It's been a while. It, it's been it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Um, and it's nice to have you back because we are ramping up. For WrestleMania. Oh, WrestleMania season. Your second, my first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke originally went to WrestleMania 30, uh, famous for being the uh, the streak breaker, the, the oh. Undertaker, finally getting beat at WrestleMania. Never seen like uh, 40, 50,000 people just like completely go silent. <laughs> it, it is a feeling that you can't describe. Really. Yeah. It's, it's insane. You should you should watch it on like a YouTube channel or if you've got the WWE Network. Uh, it's kind of amazing. 
I watched a YouTube thing last night with Sarah, and it was like five times that WWE made you cry. Oh. And that was like one of the moments. <laughs> and they cut to like members of the like the audience. Oh, the audience reaction happened. shots were the best. It made yes. that dude famous. The the crazy. The, the crazy uh, eyes guy. The just say yes, crazy <laughs> eyes guy. Uh, yeah, he is, he is now like memeable yes. in WWE. Uh, so check it out. It, it's pretty amazing, though. The Undertaker had this like uh, 21. What It was 21. Yeah, 21. 21 matches in a row. 21 years of WrestleMania where he went undefeated Mm -hmm. and then beat by Brock Lesnar. Yeah. uh, Came back and beat Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, but... And now is facing Shane McMahon. Undertaker, yes. Undertaker is facing facing Shane. Wait, what did I say? No, no, you're right. Oh, yeah, you're right. I was was trying to make the natural transition to uh, Dean Ambrose, Brock Lesnar. No, not yet. That's too early. It's too early. (laughs) Not yet. I apologize. We're not there yet. Okay. Let me handle the segues. You you (laughs) run... So, so we're talking about Undertaker's <laughs> yeah. facing Shane McMahon yeah. in the Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania. Did you watch the like the Shane training montages? Yeah, that I, was they were pretty great. They put a Gracie talking about how good Shane is at MMA. Uh-huh. And WWE would have never done that. Oh yeah, like even three years ago. So to the, the royalty that is UFC's Gracies. I mean, Hoist Gracie. Uh, who is it? Who's the one that was talking on the in the interviews? I I, that I couldn't pull. Whatever. He's Brazilian. Doesn't yeah. Matter. One <laughs> of those guys. One of those Gracie guys. But no, guys. he looked like they made Shane look kind of competitive. Yeah, like it made him look like he could. I don't doubt that he that he MMA trains. Yeah, because he looks like he knows what he's doing. Dude was stiff though when yeah. he made his return, and then he did that bit with like the security guards, the local wrestlers oh, yeah. <laughs> as security guards trying to take him out of the ring. He looked real stiff, like he's yeah. with the punches. He's he's got to figure out those rabbit punches. Like he's got to figure out how to make those look a little better. Yeah. Um. But I I think he'll he'll do something insane, it, which he, is what he's known for. Yeah, he's they, they've been promoting that as well as the fact that he's going to do something nuts. Last time I saw Shane McMahon live was Survivor Series here mm-hmm. in Dallas, and he jumped off of an ambulance onto Kane. Oh yeah. And he's he's jumped off the Titan Tron. Yeah, uh, that was amazing. When yeah. they showed, they replayed that. I'm like, oh my god, that's right, he did that. There's an amazing still shot of him, like halfway, not even halfway down, but like just from the jump. Uh-huh. That's one of the most scary things I've ever seen in an image because <laughs> yeah. he's just he's just hanging there, and it's just <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And it's it's funny to me because this is a guy whose daddy runs the company. Yeah. Is this? I'm trying to prove something. There is definitely Stephanie is the favored, the favored child, and Shane has always been. Although Vince and Shane both have always been the guys who will, if will not ask you to do something in the ring unless they're willing to do it themselves. Yeah, and you know Shane has the you know the son complex where he has to even go farther. Like he got suplexed through that pane of glass. Oh my god! Look gosh. at that. Watch that match. Not just suplexed through it, but it like. He didn't go through it like two or three <laughs> yeah. times. So Kurt then had to, Kurt, Kurt Angle, Angle had to do it. Ooh. Oh my God! But yeah. Uh, so yeah, getting ready for WrestleMania, and that's one of the matches I'm looking forward to. Um, <laughs> I think my streak of going to see Triple H live and him losing is going to stay strong. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I th- feel like that's the one way they could swerve us. Like yeah. this, is have Triple that H actually H retain, still retains at retain, WrestleMania, and then and then have Rollins come back to be the rightful oh take backer of that. I miss you so much, Seth Rollins. He's so he's oh man, yeah. <laughs> I miss you so much, and Randy Orton. <laughs> they're you, both they're both uh, best. I guess they're both have a return planned over sometime over the spring or summer. They're going to be at Axis. Uh-huh. The freaking Randy Orton, I, I, the Randy Orton session for mm-hmm. Axis, the VIP session is sold out. And I was like, all right, let me check StubHub and oh, see how much they're selling the tickets for. That's why it was for. that much money. Six hundred. I was like, oh, what? Because they're like two fifty to start, and they're not cheap. Certainly, uh-huh. yeah. But, but six hundred jacked up on StubHub—that's insane. That is crazy pants. Uh, so 
Okay, yeah, so WrestleMania week. We're gearing up for WrestleMania week here on the Editing Bay by checking out a film by <laughs> WWE Studios. I, I contacted Luke. I was like, hey, I want to do a wrestling movie. I want to do a movie that that stars one of these wrestlers. Um, 12 Rounds 2 starring Randy Orton or 12 Rounds 3. And we ended up flipping a coin. <laughs> and we are talking about 12 Rounds 3, Lockdown, 12 Rounds in the Clip, One Shot at Redemption, starring Dean Ambrose. Um. Okay, let me read. The, I'm going to just read okay. this, the oh, summary on I'd the back. To, I'd love to hear the summary on the back. <laughs> because, by the way, also, if you're producing, like, box art for, for movies and stuff, make it a little easier <laughs> to read. Oh, wow. It's, like, the most reflective thing, and then you've got this small black print on the back. I mean, I know we're getting older and our <laughs> eyes are clearly getting worse, but I don't think, like, a healthy eyed person could read <laughs> that is, very well. This is nuts. So let me see if I can work this out. <laughs> WWE superstar Dean Ambrose plays Shaw. Is that his first name or his last name? His last name. I don't know. Because I originally had him written down as Jonathan because that's what was listed in, uh, listed in the IMDb. Oh, as really? Jonathan Shaw. Oh, okay. But then every, they just referred to him as Shaw. So I'm yeah. like, all right, I'll just call Shaw. There's so. no, I don't think there was any point in the movie where they called him Jonathan. Nope. Uh, d- <laughs> Not <laughs> once. WWE superstar Dean Ambrose plays Shaw, a detective who returns to active duty after the death of his partner. Cliche, cliche, cliche. <laughs> uh, when, he, <laughs> when he uncovers evidence linking his fellow officers to a murder, they frame him for a homicide he didn't commit. Trapped in his own precinct, Shaw will do whatever it takes to expose the dirty cops and clear his name. With 12 rounds in the clip and one shot at redemption, nothing will stand in Shaw's way oh, in this copy. action-packed thriller. Oh, man. Um, so if there was a fringe universe uh-huh. uh, where the movie Die Hard kind of sucked, yeah. <laughs> that's what this movie would be. That's what this movie is. 12 rounds is like if Die Hard got together with Assault on Precinct 13. Uh, yeah. And, and they had like a bastard love had child. A, had a poorly directed baby. That's what 12 Rounds 3 is. Um, I, I'm going to say this. I thought it was, for a WWE-produced movie, mm-hmm. I thought it looked really good. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, a couple notes. Like, I think s- some of the action was very competently directed, uh-huh. and some of it you could tell they only had a certain amount of time, it yeah. seems like, because there were some that were very rushed. And some, I like. there were a couple action sequences that I loved. Uh-huh. Like but what? Thought, Which ones? Um, I think the, the, the fight in the gym. I think was the probably the best fight. Okay, because it allowed Dean to do more, you know, hand to hand style stunts. Was that when he fought against uh, Benny from Supernatural, or is that when he this, fought against the woman? This is a legit. It's it's Benny from Supernatural because this is a legit parade of Canadian actors. Yeah, like if you worked in Vancouver and have been on Arrow or have been on Supernatural, <laughs> yeah. you are in this movie. That's right. Like it's just like oh that guy oh the, that the guy. kid who played Colossus in the X Men the yeah. original X Men movies is in this yeah oh that guy yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's it is legit. They did not break the bank on the on the cast. No, they didn't. Uh, what what I think they broke the bank on was like explosions and squibs. Yeah, that was what that and the, the CG effect of somebody get. Okay, I'm not even going to that yet. We're okay. gonna we're gonna we're gonna come back to it. Gotcha. Uh, so this movie starts out with like some guy. You know, he's watching TV. He's watching a football game at home. And someone breaks into his you house. Mean, you mean low break. rent Bruce Greenwood? Yes, low rent Bruce Greenwood. <laughs> Straight up, that's what he looked like. <laughs> and it, it is. You know what? You're right. It's like everyone's stand-in <laughs> is featured in this movie. Uh, so they use a lockpick on this guy's door. Mm-hmm. I don't think. 
they actually use the lockpick. Like the moment the lockpick touches the door, the door just starts to swing open. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it, it's Vancouver. <laughs> they feel very safe. Canadian locks. <laughs> I don't need to lock my door, buddy. <laughs> uh, uh, so they go in. They they like. They they terrorize this dude mm-hmm. who's into bad stuff, and you would think that someone like this, someone who keeps their gun in the kitchen, yeah, <laughs> would be like maneuvering towards it. Like yeah. I feel like when a group of guys that you've worked with, that mm-hmm. you know, shady cops, when they come and meet you in a group, it's not going to end no, well for you. No, it will not. So maybe maneuver yourself over to where your gun is and try to at least try to at least fight <laughs> for your life. And no one in this movie who has a gun held to their head, like nobody except Dean Ambrose, fights to keep from getting shot. Truth. Uh, so we've got this guy. There's like this t- rookie police officer who's, um, uh, yeah, I'm 22. I oh am married. There's, there's so much. There's so much she bad shot, action. She gets shot as an afterthought. Like yeah. It's straight up like, you know, it's she's used as, a, as bait to let them see where Shaw is. Uh-huh. And then in, instead of making a thing out of it, he literally shoots her off screen. Yeah. And that's the last you hear of it. That's right. No no one's like, oh, you mother. You, <laughs> I mean, and the way she's introduced into this movie, though, Dean Ambrose is like coming back to the precinct. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone's ma- everyone's mad dogging him. Everyone's like side eyeing well, him. Even before that, he's driving like this hot Camaro. <laughs> They're like, really? I don't can. Can, is that something an officer should be it's, driving uh, around? It's police issued. Uh, and he, he stops at like the stop sign and some kid rolls up with his girlfriend and he's like, what's up? And like flips him off. Yeah. And then he shows and the badge. And then Dean Ambrose shows the badge and the girlfriend's like, oh. And then she looks back at Dean Ambrose mm. and starts like, she well, starts flirting with him. Yeah. She's 15. She's clearly. <laughs> she's like 15 I mean, years I old. I mean, you want to give the chance that she might be 18, but there's not much of a chance. Uh-uh, she's no. so young. And she gives him the wink and I'm like. Dean just lets it go. He says, I'm not going to fuck you. <laughs> You're 15. I'm dating Renee Young, so I can't do that. Oh. So he gets to the, the the precinct, and the precinct is laid out like it's a mall. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I don't know what this office building is, but it's not a police station. Also, in the way that Die Hard gives you such good sense of place, uh-huh. I could not have an idea <laughs> less no. than where he was at any time. Not unless Lachlan Monroe was screaming out what floor yeah. he was on. <laughs> That was the only way. Whereas in Die Hard, it's kind of like a... It's so Die Hard is so well done in that point. And they could so not good. have done worse. No. They could literally and, have not done worse. And they had... Uh, Why is there smoke like they in had, the hallways? They had 80% less floors to deal yeah. with in this movie. And that was still more lost. It's legit like three floors at most, right? Uh, yeah. Like, that's it's, it. It's, yeah. A thir- it's a three-floor building. Yeah, in fact, when they they're keep, on the elevator, you see... And they see. keep talking about the elevator. <laughs> yes. Okay, but the, the, the elevator scene, which I could have sworn was going to be a Captain America-style fight scene. Uh-huh. They eventually give that to us later, but they don't. Like, where he's being intimidated by all those guys. That's a good tension-building scene. It is. And it, that was one of the better scenes in the movie. It's a good tension-building scene. I'm jumping scene. you a little bit. It, no, it's a... And that's okay. It is. It built some good tension. Uh, unfortunately, it's followed up with like the cheesiest when the elevator doors like close, and yeah. he's like, "No, it's a thumb drive that looks like a credit card." And he's yeah. like, "Oh God damn it!" I feel like I had it in my hand I and I handed it back to Dean Ambrose. I feel like with all the drama, like everything that happens in this movie, the gunfire, yeah. the 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 twist, the turns. While <laughs> I like Dean Ambrose in this movie, mm-hmm. I like him as this character. And simultaneously, I hate him in this movie, yeah. and I hate him as this character. There are so many times where, like, things are happening. Like, people are get, he's getting shot at, or, like, he runs into somebody, 
And it seems like there's no sense of urgency with no. Dean Ambrose, mm. where he runs into the rookie cop. Yeah. Who, by the way, like we, they introduce this rookie cop, and she's like, "Hi, I'm Kaylee Taylor. I'm a rookie. She's the I'm only. Fresh she's, out of the well, she's the only one who will give him the time of day because she doesn't know that he got his partner, former partner, killed. Yeah. But it totally reads like the moment you meet her, you're like, "Oh, you're either going to die <laughs> horribly." Or you and Dean Ambrose are going to somehow, like, they're going to reason out somehow you guys fuck at one point in this movie. Uh, excuse my language. Yeah. We, we use bad language yeah. in this, on this right. podcast. Uh, so that's the impression. I'm like, okay, either you're dead or you're a love interest. They also use bad language in this movie. And they, so, they use a lot of it. Yeah. Dean Ambrose. Weird. Man. It's weird hearing Dean after a PG WWE style product. <laughs> hearing Dean Ambrose say bad words, you're he's like, a, oh, Dean. He's okay. asshole, one word or two. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why my Dean Ambrose sounds more like Dean Winchester. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Vancouver actor thing. It's legit. Uh, this this film is so laughable. Yeah. Uh, be, because we have and okay. W- one thing I have an issue with with this movie, just straight off the bat, is the fact that there are writers being credited as if this is like original material. <laughs> this is a complete rip of Die Hard. Well, and this could, it could not be more cliche. Like it could not be. Like uh-huh. uh, it's competently directed and there's good stuff in it. Uh-huh. Overall, but it could not it's just cliche after cliche after yeah. cliche. But we can we can track this movie at 90 minutes. It somehow exactly with the 2 hour long Die Hard. Yeah. And it, it, I think the only thing that it's missing is the actual like legit character building. Yeah. This is just like the that's bare the, bones. That's the part of what, they lost. That's, yeah, that's that's the parts they lost. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you had the part where the uh, the rookie cop gets killed. Yeah, almost plays exactly like when Ellis gets shot and they yeah. try to lure John McClane out. Very much so. Uh, near the end, when Dean Ambrose is like, "Asshole," is that one word, two words? That's like the yippee ki yay at yeah. the end of Die Hard, where everybody starts laughing. You spend almost an entire evening by by the you know the time frame of this movie. The entire evening in this police precinct, mm-hmm. trying to hunt and kill this guy. Yeah, you finally get him. Yeah, and then you hold him at gunpoint and tell him like, "Give us the thumb drive." You've been trying to kill him this entire yeah. time, and it, he even makes it a moot point in it is because like, "Or oh, I'll kill you, and I'll just take it anyway." Yeah, I'm like, why? Do you want it? The only thing I can see justified, and this is giving it way more thought than the writers did, is that he wanted Dean to be arrested. So he would be, as they eloquently put it, bent over in prison. Oh. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, because that, that, that's a line when they talk to all the bad cops. It's like, we got to kill this guy or we're all going to get bent we're over gonna, in we're prison. Bent over in prison, Ooh, ladies okay. and gentlemen. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, uh, but that can be the only thought, but I know they didn't put that much thought into it. They just needed a, one more scene where he faces down with his lead antagonist. Yeah. In and, the same exact way that John McClane faces down yeah. with Hans Gruber and the Huey Lewis-looking terrorist. Very much so. Uh, so, okay, they they find this thing, because uh, the bad guy, Burke, mm-hmm. he, he he's asking the guy at the very beginning, he's like, hey, where are the files? And the guy's like, what files? And then he shoots him in the leg, and he's like, it's on my laptop in the safe. <laughs> they get the laptop, and they look at it, and he's like, oh, yeah, we've got this evidence. So they shoot the laptop. Mm. I'm not <laughs> Which is sure. Also my favorite thing. <laughs> I'm not, that's, not, that's not how data works. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how it works. I'm pretty sure that's pretty. That's, that's, a, that's a Zoolander <laughs> level. Of, it's in the computer. <laughs> like that's just that's that's pretty rough. But that just had to be. Move on. Just we had to move on past. That. I feel like whoever created this movie, whoever crafted this film, didn't understand police work, computers, <laughs> or or gunfights, or the way bullets travel and work. Mm-hmm. Um. 
So he's like, do you have any copies? He's like, no, I don't have any copies. He's like, all right, bang. You know, like, yeah. you, you just shot an officer. Where's your gun? You just shot an officer. And they kill this guy. So the, the medical examiners are going through his stuff, and they find that we only see one. This is the only time we see the medical examiners. The only time, and it's it's out. Of, it's a scene out of nowhere. Expository just to establish, medical just to establish, examiners just to establish that they found this, you know, credit card style USB. The way drive. they describe it, though, they're like, it's a USB drive. It's a flash drive disguised as a credit card. <laughs> what? I don't think it's really disguised. I mean. I've got thumb drives like that. It's just easily, yeah. you know, stored in my wallet or whatever. It's just, it's not disguised. That's a weird way of putting it. So they find it and they're like, well, okay, well, let's bag it for evidence and have it sent uh, sent to the uh, the evidence room. So rookie cop somehow has a hold of it. <laughs> the next shot, we don't see a handoff or anything. Yeah. That, hmm. <laughs> rookie cop just huh. has it right. and she's walking around. And now um, we find out in the course of this that uh, that Shaw, mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose, and Burke, the bad guy, kind of have a history. Yeah, you know they they're kind of talking talking shit to each other in the 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 firing line. That is actually the, the I think the smartest sequence, though. Is it? Uh, can I explain? Kind of. Please explain because I kind of have a part about that sequence that I think is really silly and I don't understand. So what I kind of like is the fact that Ambrose and I'm not I'm just not even gonna call him Shaw. I'm gonna <laughs> He's call just him Ambrose. Ambrose. Uh, <laughs> Dean Ambrose is clearly. You know, doesn't trust doesn't trust Burke, who is his his the dirty cop, who's his his main antagonist for the movie, and so he shows that he can't shoot. Like he is sitting there shooting poorly in the first in the first round of like shooting when he's shooting next to the guy. <laughs> the first of twelve. Yeah. Okay. And then and then when you know, but to establish for the audience, he's still a good shot. and He still got it after the guy walks away after saying something like intimidating. He actually does like you know put like three in the chest and one in the head. Mm-hmm. Without any trouble, I thought that was reasonably clever. But he cle- but he was reasonably before clever. Burke showed up. Oh no! Did he? Yeah. Oh he no! Missed, he missed a couple shots. He fires oh, no. two shots, and it's one on either side of the head. And Dean Ambrose is like, he pulls it back, and he goes, <sighs> like he's sighing, oh, like he's no. upset. Then Burke shows up. Okay, I'm gonna blame. I'm gonna blame watching this at 2 a.m. last night. Is what I'm gonna blame. <laughs> no, but that's. I think that's because that good. would be genius. That would be well written. It would. He would. It, it would. He was trying been. to fake him out, but he. Uh, okay. And see, and now. Here's here's my problem with that scene yeah. is just that that like we see him missing and then yeah. Burke shows up just to antagonize him I guess yeah um, like you don't got it anymore why don't you just quit the force and I feel like some bad filmmaker was sitting there going this is totally the diner scene from Heat this is totally <laughs> yeah. our diner scene from Heat the hero and the villain like, like Burke and Shaw him. face off <laughs> and mm. uh, and so. No, it, Burke shows he shoots and stuff, and he's talking shit, and then he gets his target back, and then he walks off, and then Dean Ambrose like goes and he shoots like a bunch. He clusters it in the yeah. heart and one of the head, and he pulls it back, and it's like, okay, wait, wait, wait. So did Burke just have to piss you off for you to get your aim back? <laughs> Apparent, is that, I guess that's how it's written. Oh, that's a bummer because that was that was like, your way would have been way it's better, more interesting. That, if they're shooting next to each other and he knows that Burke is a bad cop, uh-huh. and so he is trying to deliberately, you know get him off his trail that he's he doesn't have it anymore and it would make sense luke because for some reason the dean ambrose guy <laughs> the dean ambrose guy the dean ambrose character uh suspects burke of everything yeah like it, he's just well, heightened he, senses when it comes to burke when the the rookie cop has the evidence bag yeah. and she's walking she's like oh hey what up and he's like what do you what do you have there <laughs> she's like oh it's this thumb drive thing that uh i'm taking you know, this flash drive, it was found on the body. Mm-hmm. And she just walks off. And he, they cut to a shot of him, and he's like, hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what? What? Why? Like, this should be, like, there has to be a mundane sh- routine for a police because, department. Because it's 90, 90 minutes long, there has to be some shorthand to just get from one point to another. <laughs> and I, they, they certainly left off 
the you know character building as they, we discussed. They, they, I don't know. If, I don't know if that should have been. It, it, I don't know. It, huh. <laughs> I, I get so frustrated with stuff like that because it's like, no, this is Super Cop. You know, Super Cop knows everything that's mm-hmm. going on in the department. Um, so the moment he gets like the flash drive or whatever, he's got that flash drive and he's going through. He gets it from from the lockup, the evidence lockup. Yeah. I'm talking about the Dean Ambrose character. Um, he uh, he checks it out and he finds all this evidence. Yeah, he's got all of it on his computer right there. There's also there's also a thing later in the movie about the veracity of evidence and that sort of thing. At least at least this has real evidence to to link Burke to. <laughs> link. This is legit. List, list. What ends up sinking the bad guy is not is not, is not legit. It's, it's not. so not. It's not. Uh, so he's got this evidence on this yeah. thumb drive, and he he tries calling his captain. Yeah. She's not there. She's not answering. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, there should be someone else. There should be a sergeant you could talk to. Yeah. There could be anybody. Nope, only the captain. Anyone. Only the captain. Uh, and so he's got to go get on the elevator and, like, you know, ch- go check it out. I'm like, there are other people you could bring this to their attention. Like, this should be kind of a, a there should be, like, a red alert situation when something like this is going down. Mm-hmm. Um, like, later in the where's, movie. Where is, inter- they mention internal affairs. Later in the movie, he tries, like, hacking the servers so yeah. he can mail it to internal affairs. Where sending an email has, like, a status loading bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's also, it, also cliche. <laughs> nothing but cliche. <laughs> as far as te- technical IT stuff. Yes. He's, a, he's overriding him. He, yeah. Can you override sending the email? I'm like, no. Once he hits send, like that data is in well, the web. They're, they're certainly suspicious. You know, when they eventually lock the, then we're about to it is where they lock the precinct down to, uh-huh. to keep him there. Yeah. So he can't. And so they lock down cell phones. They lock down any kind of <laughs> internet. Like that. How the like, police? I, this police department doesn't trust anybody because clearly, if they can <laughs> lock down where there's no cell phones, no nothing, it's just I, I don't. It's not even so. Like it says. Phone phone lines. Yeah. So I'm thinking hard landlines are all disabled. Yeah. Yet once he does that, the mm-hmm. moment Lachlan Monroe cuts off all the phone lines, uh-huh. he he's talking on the phone yeah. to the fire department and telling them like, "Hey, cancel the report. Yeah. Cancel that. Uh, we've been we've been dealing with that all could day." Could not be more diehard. Also, could not <laughs> right? be. Could not be more cliche and more diehard. Like, oh, no, everything's fine here. How are you? <laughs> it's a little Star Wars. I don't know. Boring conversation. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so. What I, but when you, it's little things in the dialogue where yeah. he's like, oh, no, it's it's nothing. No, we've been we've been dealing with that all day. And I feel like there should have been something like the fire, the guy on the other end of the line being like, well, this is the first time we got the alarm. Yeah. So we should probably come check because we're the fire department. Yeah. We should probably, if nothing else, inspect your system. Yeah, let us help. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because I don't think like IT techs. Mm-hmm. Are certified to like <laughs> to fix and check out fire alarms. Yeah, I think that's supposed to be the fire department. I think the fire marshal is actually supposed to come down and be like, "Okay, we need to check this." And because you're a police department, it's even more imperative that we check this out. What I like to imagine, Luke, while watching this movie, is all the bored cops sitting outside on the curb waiting for the fire alarm to be. Well, and then and then they cut out to the bored cops, and they've set it up like Die Hard, like how they're just like there. There's strike teams getting ready to go in. Yeah, and it's like they didn't do one plus one equal two. They didn't. Sh- they showed everyone evacuating. You know, being forced to leave to the fire. And then they didn't show those guys going home. They didn't. Nope. All of, but all of a sudden, no. it's nighttime, and like it basically. Is the people outside, you know, diehard style? Yes, if, uh, turning on spotlights. Yeah, spotlights and waiting for the SWAT team to come in. 
At one point, they they got the uh, they've got the spotlights out, and like the chief of police shows up. Yeah, and you know he's the chief of police because he has a very heavy looking jacket with a lot of medals yeah, on it. Super dress uniform. Yeah, and uh, and the whole time he's like, "We're gonna if you can't get this locked down, if you can't." And they say lockdown like three or yeah. four times. They yeah. let you know they that the subtitle of this movie. Only, only, only thing they reference more was the twelve it's, rounds. It's how many rounds he has in his gun? They say twelve rounds like three, four times. And then Dean Ambrose gives us a running count yeah. <laughs> on how many rounds he Which, has. Okay, and they show the other dirty cops going to the going to the ammo slash gun yeah. room and get, gearing up. I mean, is the only is the only reason that Ambrose has the one gun the conceit that it has to be twelve rounds? I think like, so. Is that the because clearly and couldn't he take all, he kills all those other dirty cops? <laughs> yes, he does. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> But, in, in some horrible ways. But couldn't he just take their guns? He, like, does he, he does not have to have just that one special gun that is his gun, <laughs> except for the conceit that it's 12 rounds. That's, that's it. That's it, Luke. Well, and apparently, like, the, the, the I don't know if it's rumor <laughs> or if it's a, this was not a 12 rounds movie. This was not, you know, they just attached 12 rounds to it to be a sequel, but it was more written as a lockdown style film. Well, without it, the 12 rounds conceit. And it doesn't make any sense either way. Here's the deal. None of the 12 rounds movies relate to one another. Yeah, truth. Uh, it's, not, it's not a Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's yeah, not, no, yeah. It's, it's not, Luke. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's kind of like the first 12 rounds was about John Cena, I guess, mm. played a cop. And New somebody, Orleans, New Orleans cop. He was a new. All of these are in New Orleans. They get like a bunch of tax breaks oh, yeah. filming in New Orleans. That was Vancouver, but. Yeah. Oh, this one was? I think. I don't know if they ever said what city it's in. There's like. A bunch of WWE films that they filmed in New Orleans. Yeah. There's a, a one with the Edge, Edge and Jamie Kennedy. Oh man, yeah, that one oh, was filmed no. in New Orleans. Oh, that one's bad. Oh man, <laughs> be thankful we didn't watch that one. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this: as bad as this movie is, uh-huh. and you were talking about it before, you're like, I don't want to show my hand, but you know, it was, it was, it was watchable. It was okay. Yeah. You know, it wasn't. I also didn't mind it so much. Yeah. It's, it's not when you when you compare it to Die Hard. Yeah, yeah. It's horrible because it's, Die Hard's a masterpiece, yeah. but it's 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 ninety minutes. It's competent action. Uh, Ambrose has good, really good screen presence. He has a like great out screen of, presence. Out of all the WWE actors I've seen, uh-huh. like I think he was the guy I was most excited to see in a film. Yeah, and I think he he carried it off as best he could he, with the not great dialogue. He didn't do bad. Some of his delivery was bad. Yeah, um, but some of his promo was bad. Like uh, he's yeah. the, the 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 Terry Funk handing him a chainsaw. In, in, on Raw this week, like I don't think I could understand what either of those dudes were saying. No, and I think part of the thing is with the, with Dean Ambrose, especially when it comes to wrestling. Yeah, whoever his promo is as strong as whoever he's working off of. Yeah, you know if he's got someone good that he's working off of, he elevates to them. Yeah, and and I think that's good about him. I think he's got a lot of charisma. So he elevated the level of Vancouver based TV actor. <laughs> yes, for this one. One of the problems I had with the dialogue in this movie, just overall, is there's so many instances where someone's like, listen to me, and then they don't say anything. <laughs> or, I was, you know, there you are, I've been looking for you, and then doesn't say anything. It, like, no, that's not how people talk. That's not naturally how things work. And that, that's not even dramatically effective. Yeah. You know, you want to say, you know, uh, listen to me. I did it, you know, keep talking. Keep something working. That's one of the things that we're taught when we're when we're doing stage shows is – don't just wait for your cue. You know, the, it's almost like Mammoth. Yeah. If, if you watch something that's done by Mammoth or oh, Sorkin, man, I'd watch a WWE a WWE <coughs> film written by Mammoth or Sorkin oh, any day. Any oh day. my god! Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I, I would love to see something like Red Belt style, starring like you know Roman Reigns. Yeah, <laughs> I I would like that. Yeah, okay. put Roman Reigns in a movie. 
Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I hate Roman Reigns yeah. so much. Well, so, now you've got him in pop in pop form, dude. Seriously, Luke came in today and he's like, "I got something for you," and it's a Funko Pop. And I'm like, "Ooh, ooh! I can't wait to see what character it is." Fucking Roman <laughs> Reigns, you did. Better, better. So at one point you were talking about some of the the ways that, that he kills all of these people. Ooh. He kills, except for Burke. <laughs> he kills everybody. Oh. He straight up raising Arizona's one guy where they're fighting, and then he pulls the the pin oh, yeah. from the grenade. Oh yeah, it's the it's it's Colossus. Yeah, and and he just looks at it and goes shit, and then goes for and Boom. then dude just liquefies. <laughs> It is yeah. the most yeah. cartoony explosion. Like they, they could have just followed it up with like him covered in like black soot and yeah. like his hair like smoking and stuff. I still uh, the stabbing in the in the jaw and that clearly got to the dude's brain. Although I can't see that wasn't a very big knife. Yeah. But somehow stabbing him in the jaw still killed him. Uh-huh. Also, there's very quick kills and deaths. Like there's very they don't have time to languish in someone suffering. Except for Meeks. Oh, true. Oh, Meeks. <laughs> the, the, the guy who's, a, who's looking for Dean Ambrose to kill him. Yeah. And Dean Ambrose gets the drop on him. And then Burke gets the drop on Dean Ambrose. He puts Meeks in front of him. Dean Ambrose yeah. puts Meeks in front of him. Bad guy gets killed by badder guy <laughs> to try to get rid of the hostage, basically. Eliminate yeah. the hostage, like speed. So Dean Ambrose and this Meeks character, Meeks character who's trying to kill Dean Ambrose, <laughs> they're in the elevator, and Dean Ambrose is like putting pressure like, on the hold wound. On, he's like, hold he's like, on, stay with me, Meeks. Stay I, feel with like, me. I feel like there probably wasn't any dialogue in there, and they just improvised that <laughs> just out of cliche. Like It's like, uh, well, this is what people do when someone's dying. Stay with me. I'm like, dude he, was trying to kill yeah, you. He's legit going to kill you. And that's the only time someone dies, and he's like, oh, I man. feel I feel like there was a weird hesitation with the woman cop. There was yeah. also it was like uh, he's like he didn't want to fight her and then ends up you know killing her still yeah because he kills every Everybody. bad cop every bad cop except, except for Burke <laughs> <laughs> except for the one he's trying to kill yeah. oh. and and the big twist at the end like the the twist oh, at yeah. the end he didn't kill that oh, one either. true but he was the, somewhat of the cause of it yeah uh, so throughout this whole thing we've got this captain Captain Matthews yeah uh, who's talking she's almost like Al Powling yeah uh, this in this movie she's she's, she's talking she's, to him on the phone. she's his advocate. And you know, to, to the captain. <laughs> I am the advocate <laughs> for Brock. Um, yeah. I, can we stop down for just a second and talk about Al Powell? I was thinking about sure. this while I was watching this movie. Al Powell in Die Hard mm-hmm. was busted down to being a desk cop because there was an accident, right? Yeah. Remember, like, yeah. he went he went on a call or whatever, and there was a little kid who ended up having a gun, and he kills the kid. Like, if that happens nowadays, yeah, like people kind of lose their shit, right? But in the 80s, I guess that was okay. That made you, like, quirky comic relief. So, <laughs> hmm. so, okay. so guys, oh, I, I want us all to have this global discussion right now. I don't want I want this to be... <laughs> I don't want <laughs> I want us to engage in this discussion oh. globally. Not right now, right here, but I want us to open this dialogue. Al Powell, fun, quirky comic relief or baby killer? Oh, <laughs> Oh, man. I want us to talk about this someday. All right, get us on the Facebook group, everybody. Get, get at us. On I want to hear what you have to say about this on Facebook. We'll put up a poll without, without, without any kind of context, and people will get really, really mad. What do you think, Jeff? That's a big extreme. <laughs> automatically a baby killer. Well, he, he killed a child. He's not a baby. But he killed a child. Yeah, I'm not yeah. <laughs> You're not going to engage in that? All right, well, that was fun. <laughs> so... <laughs> So getting back to 12 rounds three, mm-hmm. lockdown. Lockdown. 
Um, we were talking about Matthews. We're talking about Captain Matthews. She, uh, she's like, after Dean Ambrose has killed everyone but Burke, mm-hmm. she's like, can you meet me out back? Can you meet me in like the drill room or whatever? Yeah. So he meets her. Straight up turns on him. Yeah. <laughs> we find out that there's a, it's another. Which was probably my favorite shot in the, in the film. The wide? The wide of her yes. holding the gun at him. I think it looked really, like low angle looked really nice. Uh-huh. Like that was a, that was a nice bit of business. Yeah. And I kind of didn't see that twist coming. And maybe that's a credit to the writing, but that also might be a, a discredit <laughs> to the writing because of just how out of nowhere it came. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, she's clear. And then, you know, of course, Burke has to come in and kill her. Yes. He's uh, like, because, yeah. He's like, yeah, I can get, I can cut her out of the operation, too. <laughs> right. Because I'm a bad guy. I'm like, a really bad guy. They gave him too short of a mustache. He should have had, like, a really twisty mustache. Urgh, bad guy. I'm the bad guy. Like, the stuff that they do with him in this movie yeah. is, is there a... a a word that's more intense than cliche because you know we we cut to he's at the police department but then he's not at the police department and he's fucking a hooker <laughs> like and then he was it clearly a hooker i don't was clearly a hooker okay i guess she uh, was clearly i don't know I my don't, favorite thing is the rap song I, I the rap love, song i love that that's the thing that you're like what is she really a she hooker might be his girlfriend or his wife i don't know i don't know Man. But, but my favorite thing in that is there's the rap song during the sex scene that references rick flair and i'm like is that the only reason that rap song is in what there? yeah listen back to it like it's early on in the rap and slash sex scene like it literally <laughs> just says like like rick flair I'm like, is that the reason they chose this? <laughs> was just, did they write it for this movie? Uh, and actually, you know, transitioning off of that, like I thought the score, while very cliche, I kind of liked the synthy '80s style yeah. score. Yeah, like it was competently done. It like worked. It, you know, I it, don't know if I'd be, you know, bobbing my head to it. Like <laughs> you're downloading the disc Man, right I now. To, I need to get this soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> but for what it was doing, once again, competently made. When you've sat through. Enough WWE studio movies, mm-hmm. like the uh, the straight to video Triple H, the what is it the um, the chauffeur, the not, sh- um, no the chaperone, chaperone. I have not seen that. I could not bring myself to see oh, that. It's really bad. There's the chaperone. There's another Triple H movie that he does with Michael Rappaport. Oh, oh that's where, the one where he's the bad influence. Yeah, or he he's the guy who's trying to bring Michael Rappaport back to his life that, of crime. Yeah, 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 and it's bad. Yeah. Um. Then you've got like Big Show. In Knuckleheads or whatever. Yeah. There's a couple of John heard, Cena movies that I heard are pretty the Big rough. Show prison movie with Dean Cain is competently done, too. So maybe they're on the... Maybe <laughs> Where they get bent over? <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> is that what it's called? Maybe... Bent. Uh, but it's... It, uh, but And that's the Sasuke si- sisters who also did the two Cain Cena evil movies. I still haven't seen those. And they're supposed to be you know, competently done horror films. Okay. So my favorite, and we... if. I will watch this with you if you'd like to. I want to see the inspirational movie where Randy Orton is the dad. Have what? you seen this no. one? No. What? Yes. Yes. There is a Rand, there is a Randy Orton WWE films, but it's not anything. It's not action. It's not. They were going for like the Oscar. Uh huh. And Randy <laughs> and Randy Orton is and I. Uh, for your consideration, it might legit Randy be Bruce, Orton. It might legit be Bruce Greenwood as the dad, but I, you know, it's it's one of those things where the kid is special, and you know, needs some encouragement, and so wow. it's 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 like. That and the call with the Halle Berry was were like the two where they were actually trying to make films. The call actually got like a big release. Yeah, uh, and like this did not, but it, they were trying. You could tell they were trying to get <laughs> trying to. Yeah, but, but I would I would watch that for another episode of this. I I definitely watch that. Have you ever seen? There's one where Stone Cold Steve Austin plays like a janitor at a high school. Oh no! And there's a kid that's wanting to be like a, a boxer hmm. or something, and uh, and so he ends up training the kid, 
Like the 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 kid doesn't get he's he gets bullied by the kids that are it's like the Karate Kid yeah. for boxing and Stone Cold Steve Austin is Mr Miyagi. I have not seen that one either. That one's actually pretty decent. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen too many of the John Cena ones. Like I haven't no. seen the Marine. I haven't seen the first twelve. Oh, rounds. Yeah. How about the Marine Two starring Ted DiBiase Jr. Ted DiBiase Jr. And then like the Marine franchise now belongs to the Miz the, yeah. and Summer Rae. Oh man. Yeah. That one almost got picked up today. Can can I say, have you seen the trailer for Countdown? No. Okay, so Countdown, and this is something I encourage everyone to go watch. It's the next WWE film. It comes out this Tuesday, um, and it is starring Kane as the police captain. What? Dolph Ziggler as kind of the rogue cop. Oh, Rusev is in and, this, too. And yes, and it's the, it's the, it's the one where the, the bomb threat or whatever – Whatever inciting incident takes place at a WWE house show. What? So you see they're, they're the audience. It's like sudden death. It's, yeah. it's like sudden death. It's with legit the... like sudden death. And I could not be more excited about it. If I can somehow like fold that into our WrestleMania week of watching all this stuff, <laughs> I will. Like If it comes out on midnight on Monday, uh-huh. like I will happily rent it for oh, us. Oh, that's awesome. Because I want to see this dumb, would, dumb film. I would love to see this. But please go watch the trailer for Countdown. Oh, that it sounds is, fantastic. It looks outstanding. And you know, actually seeing 12 Rounds 3 lockdown and how somewhat competently made it was, Gives me hope that you know countdown with mixing. This is actually WWE's like performers. Rusev has a gun. Rusev has a gun. <laughs> Rusev's got a and gun. Then, and then Dean Ambrose, the cop, not Dean Ambrose, no, not uh, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler, the cop, not Dolph Ziggler, the wrestler. Super kicks the gun out of Rusev. What <laughs> out of Rusev's hands? What would make this even more spectacular is if like Dolph Ziggler, the cop, is fighting Rusev, the bad guy. Yeah. While in the ring, it's Dolph Ziggler versus Rusev in a match. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, that would be all kinds of meta levels, like amazing. But yeah, uh, that's that's the next WWE style film. I'm I'm super excited for. Wow, I had no, I have not seen yeah, that. Comes that this. that comes out this this week. I did appreciate that Dean Ambrose like hits a guy with a chair in this movie. Yeah, and the moment he did, I'm like, for an object, <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't hit him with that. Disqualify. <laughs> Isn't that the guy that he also then blows up, or is it no 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 okay. no no? That's no. Benny. That was in the in the locker and, room. Yeah. Uh, it, no, there's some fun action sequences in this. The fight between Dean Ambrose and the bad female cop, yeah, it's really good. Like the, that fight actually goes, it, it goes pretty well. Except when they give him hand to hand stuff to do, it makes better sense because the dude just has that down. Like yeah. his physicality makes more sense. So it's a better, it's a better version of that of the fights. When it's just gunplay, it's just like the the <laughs> CG muzzle flashes are a little rough. And, and I, it's overkill. I like think, like in the the parking garage, it gets oh my gosh. it turns into so oh my much gosh. overkill. They were, they were firing so many bullets. <laughs> like you don't you you guys collectively don't have that many no. bullets. And he gets he gets shot. He right, gets winged. What yeah, is, he gets winged he, twice. Once is, in the arm, once in the side. What is, is he driving a police car? Yeah, he's trying to escape out of yeah because the apparently the motor pool is on a different system. Okay, so he's got to get out. <laughs> That's right. He does. He explains that. Yeah. When he when he like tells the female cop. Yeah. He's like. Go find a corner, put your head down, and duck. Yeah. Stay, stay there till the shit clears. I'm like, well, that's kind of sexist and yeah. horrible. Like, she's a cop just as much as you are. Why yeah. can't you work together? Like, that's what I thought was about to happen. That it was going to go like all under siege, where yeah. it's going to be the the hero cop and the new rookie, mm. and they're and instead of the playboy model, yeah. and they're going to go and like you know fix the situation. 
that's so demeaning. Yeah. Like that that's so horribly demeaning that he tells her you've got a taser. You can kind of read it in the fact that he's trying to protect her and not pull her into this, but yeah. you could also read it as I don't want I don't want this chick by my side. I, yeah, I don't want her she, holding me she'll back. She'll be a liability. So yes. I'm going to just tell her to go away. I mean, it seems very irresponsible. Go find a corner and hide. Yeah. No, and dude. Now you've got to keep her with you. You've got a responsibility. This well, is this is he, a fellow officer. He got her killed. Way to go. Yep. <laughs> so, you do have a history of getting your partners killed, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, no, I, I took I kind of took a little bit of offense to all that stuff, but no, like in that in that fucking in that parking garage, man. There's nothing but just bullets flying yeah. all over the place. I don't really know how he escapes, and then the same thing happens again when he's in an office. Yeah, he but, miraculously gets away from guys with incredibly automatic weapons, and then and then the one guy with the automatic weapon is like, "Don't shoot for the Kevlar," and then he shoots him in the head. <laughs> yes, he's like, like, the next, you know, try not to shoot for a place covered in Kevlar, and he shoots him. He's like, like your head. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a Dean Ambrose soundboard of like yeah. him attempting one-liners in this movie. Oh, there could not be less. There could not be less good ones. Yeah. It's just it's that is yeah. So if um if there's anything good that comes out of this movie, twelve rounds, mm-hmm. three lockdown, it is that they they have a way of filming a, a pretty competent action movie. Yeah. I think what they're lacking is in the way of writing, mm-hmm. in the way of crafting a script that's going to give you characters, yeah. going to build characters, um, I I feel like you could put this is the these are the bare bones. This is the bones of a movie mm-hmm. that like if you spent a little bit more time developing, yeah. you'd actually have a pretty good thing. It just seems like but they're I mean, trying to churn these movies yeah. out so quickly. This was this was in theaters for like a week, and then it hit VOD and DVD. <laughs> They, this they, was in a theater. They care. <laughs> they care not for that stuff, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, and I don't. I, I think the business of the of direct to DVD and action films. I think you know because this is probably makes good money over like especially in foreign markets. They say that yeah. all these direct to DVD action films make you know, and so it's commonly made. It's probably doing pretty good over there. Yeah. So, but it'd be nice if they'd give a give a little more effort. Try. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm I, I'm cautiously optimistic for Countdown. <laughs> I'm cautiously optimistic. Well, it sounds like with Countdown, it sounds like it's starting to turn into like shark, uh, Sharknado territory. Yeah, where it's be. like, we know it's cheesy, and so now we're going to try to play to that. Yeah, we'll see. Which isn't bad. I mean, yeah. Sharknado succeeds with that. It's succeeded two, three times now because of it, with a fourth one on the way. Um, all right, so skipping to the very end, mm-hmm. and we mentioned we were, we were touching on this earlier. His, like, the actual evidence gets destroyed. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he breaks the, you know, once again, not exactly how computers work. Yeah. he breaks the little part of the USB off and then steps on it, that probably, that might have gotten rid of it. Probably I, didn't. I don't I don't know if it did. No. I think you could still recover the data. Because that stuff is very, that, that little, the USB was very small. Like, it's not like it was even, like, It's not the entire like card. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he stepped on the card. I don't think he even stepped on yeah. the part where he, yeah. Yeah, he stepped on the card. All right, so, yeah. So, so <sighs> not, don't understand how computers but, work. But Dean Ambrose tries to fix that. Okay. By recording the last conversation he has with Burke mm-hmm. on his phone. After he, as he shoots, as he's shooting Matthews, basically. As he's shooting Matthews. Like, yeah. Dean Ambrose has his phone. And so then, like, SWAT busts in. Mm-hmm. Not only SWAT, but the chief of police <laughs> busts in with the SWAT Some team. Some of the other cops, too, just for random extras. <laughs> Which I feel doesn't happen. No. We I'm don't not. do that. Um, I feel like we get a whole lot of, like, gun down, everyone down. Yeah. Whoever you are. I don't care who you are. Everyone on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the way I kind of think it happens. But, no. You know, you got Shaw there, and they know he's a cop because his Kevlar vest says police on yeah. it. <laughs> and so the, he explains, he's like, no, this is the guy. He shot Matthews and da-da-da-da-da. And the, he's like, 
Good job, Burke. The the chief police. Good job, Burke. Oh. Take him away. And as the guys are walking up to okay. take out Dean Ambrose to to arrest Dean Ambrose, he goes, "Wait, wait." <laughs> and, and they, they, stop. Wait. they stop. They wait. They fucking wait. <laughs> What? No. That's no, not, they don't. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. That's not how the force works. <laughs> so they wait, and uh-huh. he and he's like, and he pulls out his phone and hits play, and we hear the conversation that he just had with Burke. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's a dirty cop. And I feel like you don't get the chance. You don't get that chance to pull out your phone. Like, no. once they say arrest you, like, these guys have you down on the ground. You try to pull out your phone. They bust your wrist. Yeah. You know, you're not getting that thing off. But let's just say. Okay, let's, let's yeah, just let's say for, that we do. For giggles. Let's just say. This conversation does not in any way implicate. It's like, like barely <laughs> like a little incriminating. It, barely. it does not. It doesn't implicate he this said, guy. He says he's a bad guy on it. Yes. Oh, he said bad guy. He guys. He said the word bad guy. So clearly, by this movie's <laughs> he's logic, obviously he's bad. obviously the bad guy. Uh, so like they, they, he he tries to like pull out his gun on Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose gets his gun and like shoots him with the final round. Yeah. Uh, in the leg. Yeah. Shots fired. Like guys are firing at each other. Yeah. And still, nobody is disarming these guys. Nope. No one is wrestling them to the ground. Nope. No one's trying to, like, okay, we need to get the situation yeah. under control. They're just standing there shocked and watching then, Dean Ambrose. And then they go to arrest Burke. <laughs> well, Dean Ambrose walks over and cuffs Burke. Yeah. And then leaves. Leaves. He, he leaves. In <laughs> typical diehard style. Like, it was like, and they do, like, the above shot as he's walking out of the precinct to his, his, his sweet Camaro. Like it's just like that's every, not how this works. No, everybody's looking at him dumbfounded and yeah. just like they watch. Him he leave. was a dirty cop. He's like, you probably would have to stay to explain <laughs> why you've killed down. every other dirty I'm like, cop. I'm like, I think someone needs like a sit rep or a debriefing. Yeah, you need to stay. You don't then, just get to leave. And then like I, I imagine covered in blood. My final note is like someone actually like following him out. Like maybe a minute or two later, yeah. like coming out the door and going, "No, seriously, you can't leave." No. Yet. <laughs> nope, just credits. Just credits. I can't. I can't even. Like, <laughs> that was my. That's just, seriously, the, just the like icing on the that's cake. What, that's what broke me. Like, uh, He's allowed to go. Yeah. I know that's the cool hero walk off moment that you have to get to, and that's you know any any movie, even Die Hard, like they would have to keep him to, to, to you know yeah not let him go. But at least they 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 address it in yeah. Die Hard, where uh, Dwayne Robinson comes up to McLean and is like, "I want a debriefing. Yeah. I want to know what's going on." Like. Cool. Like we've addressed it at least. Yeah. Even if we don't do it, Dean we've just gets a walk away cool guy. <laughs> he just gets a walk away cool guy. Nobody here. No one's like, hey, should we let him go? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we've got a lot of dead people in here. Yeah. Uh, the, I found another the, body. The, the the office is shot to hell. Like it's just like I don't. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That, so, that that's my that's where it broke me. Like the eighty five minutes in eighty five minutes of the movie, I'm like, all right, this is fun. Whatever. I, I don't watch too many bad movies, so I'm willing to give it I'm willing to you know, give give it, you know. You don't watch too many bad movies? I don't. How's uh, Russell Madness? I still haven't watched it. Oh yeah. Honest, I mean, <laughs> well played. <laughs> I, I own it. I've 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 tried to make Sarah watch that like two or three times. I'm like, look at this trailer. And yeah. it's this whole thing about a dog wrestling. I own that one because yeah. it stars WWE or Lucha Underground's Johnny Mundo. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, could, I can't bring myself to watch it. Now I've watched both Flintstones and now and uh, the Scooby Doo one. The Scooby Doo. Okay, I gotta tell a story because this is my favorite Joe story ever. Because Joe comes in late, we're watching the Scooby Doo WrestleMania movie uh-huh. uh, as a as just like it's like Joey and Jessica and a bunch of friends. 
um, and you know, watching it with the you know, uh, kids of you know, uh, Sydney and uh, Cassandra who are yeah. actually should be watching this film, not us. <laughs> but you know, we're <laughs> we're big, all enjoying group watching. We're all enjoying film. it. It's silly, but they're in the the villain's hideout, uh, like in typical Scooby Doo fashion. They're looking through for clues, and John Cena looks at something and goes, "What are these?" <laughs> and Joe, without missing a beat, goes, "Books, John Cena. <laughs> those are those books. are books." <laughs> And it's my favorite. I I about died. I've never I've never had as good timing as I did. It's that books, day. John. The, seriously, though, like they're in the hideout and there's a table full of books, and he even picks them up. He's like, "What are these?" I'm like, "Those are books, John Cena." <laughs> it killed me. Uh, I haven't uh, I haven't watched the Flintstones one yet. It's 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 only like 45 minutes. Like it's not very long. I feel like I got cheated by buying it on DVD. Well, isn't the story like that they had a big like CM Punk element to it well, that they CM had to CM Punk's take still out? in it. Oh, is he? Oh, now the story is, and I think you know, a friend of a friend of us Sean Harvey told us this apparently that you know, the second Flintstones was supposed to come out this year, but apparently the main star of that movie was Hulk Hogan. Oh. Man, so, so apparently, like animation is done, voice acting is done <laughs> oh, for the second no. Flintstones. You know, you know, Wrestle Rock Mania two. Oh no, never come, never gonna see the light of day. Can we talk about Hulk Hogan for a second? Sure. Do you think that that's gonna clear up anytime soon? I, I was actually just I was, had the trial. Okay, so I was telling Jeff, and uh, the, the trial does not exonerate him from saying the n word and saying the hateful things he said. Uh huh. Um, but here's the thing: WrestleMania thirty three. Is in Orlando, yeah, which is Hogan's well known for his Florida ties, that sort of thing, and it's the 30th anniversary of him slamming Andre. Yeah, he will be at WrestleMania 33. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it now. Okay, he won't be. Uh, I doubt he'll be at this one. It's still uh, still too fresh. Not, not officially. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to do some kind of a, come drink with me. Well, appara- I'm, yeah, I'm Hulk Hogan. Apparently, he's he, he cut his rates pretty severely to get to Dallas, and we'll see if he's actually around. Gotcha. Because like, it's it's every other wrestler is here here in town starting on like Wednesday. That's right. So we'll we'll see. But I don't I don't foresee him being at Mania this year. But I am I will almost I'd say ninety nine percent he'll mm-hmm. be back because people's people will have forgotten who, who people who care won't you know won't be able to raise enough stink to sure. keep him out. People will be happy to see him again and they want to celebrate thirty years since he slammed Andre. Right. Uh, we we've talked about this before about Hulk Hogan where. Yeah. You know where I stand on it. I think that I think that language is horrible. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a horrible thing to say. But it's in the context of a movie, a home movie that was filmed of him that he didn't know was being done. Well, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. But it's a shocked, private it's, shocked a wrestler. Uh, a wrestler from the '80s has weird weird problems with race. <laughs> I'm shocked by this. Uh, but it's a private thing. Like yeah. that was a private moment. It's not like he he went on the news and was like you know uh, or or just something that it, it's I don't know I, why, I think I think it's I think it's, I think it's horrible back. yet at the same time I kind of feel like is that his real view or is that just something that like yeah him him just spouting off uh, either way yeah you know I feel like the dude needs to there needs to be some disciplinary action because of it but at the same time this is a guy that almost single handedly put your company on the map and so no he'll be back uh, it's it's so it's a weird topic it's a weird topic because i feel like either way that i feel about it yeah it's not the right way (laughs) but i just i don't know i I, i'm i'm very firmly on the fence and i i I dip i tip my toe 
on either side every once in a while. And I'm like, well, this side feels all right, yeah. but this side feels okay too. Well, apparently now we can, because the jury awarded him so much money because he proved the fact that Terry Bollea and Hulk Hogan are different people, I can apparently be excited that Hulk Hogan has come back to WWE. <laughs> and I can just hate the fact that Terry Bollea in a private video a said person. terrible things. He's a horrible person. And also has a much smaller member, apparently, than Hulk Hogan, because that <laughs> also came out in the trial. <laughs> Jeff. I really wish everybody could have seen that reaction. Um, okay, so getting back to twelve rounds three. Do we have to? <laughs> well, no, the, okay. because we're gonna we're oh, gonna wrap, wrap this up. up. Unless you've got something else that you'd like to talk no, about. With it. I'm good. Um, what did twelve rounds three lockdown do right? Um, I think casting Dean Ambrose. Uh-huh. I think you know he was he was an up and coming guy, and they took a chance on him. I think you know while some of the dialogue is wooden, I think he did a very competent job. Yeah. Um, and I think. Overall, the the action storytelling was was pretty good. To speak to that point, I, I do think that uh, Dean Ambrose was a wise choice for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that Dean Ambrose has come a long way as far as his character work goes on, like in wrestling on, mm-hmm. on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, he's definitely one of those guys that I I look forward to when he grabs a mic. Yeah, where it was awkward for a little while, as you could tell, he was kind of working through things. And I think one of the things that helped him with his mic presence was doing this movie. I yeah. think it was kind of a, a, a cross cross training mm-hmm. for both, you know, kind of doing this film. And and you can almost tell where they first started shooting this movie where he was a little more wooden. Yeah. And then you could tell the things they shot later because he was a little more natural with it. Uh, it. It's kind of fun to track his progress with that. Uh, and and so I do, I do, I agree that him being cast in this was a good move. What I think this movie did right was... Uh, I thought the way that it was filmed was really well done. I, I thought that it looked good based on a lot of the other WWE Studios movies that I'd seen. Mm-hmm. Like some of just just filming it, just framing stuff yeah. is so clunky and horrible and awkward, whereas this is actually kind of no, pretty at points. The only, the only thing, like I said, that I think some of the action scenes could have dealt with a little more time to kind of establish yeah. where people were. Like I, I really – did not have uh, any any. I had a lot of trouble following, especially the uh, motor pool where he's trying oh, to escape God, in the car. Yeah. They th- that I found, but like I said, it wasn't bad. It just could have used a second pass, maybe. Yeah, to kind of give it a little bit a little bit more of a sense of space. Do we believe that? And I know we've moved on, but now I got to go back and ask this question: mm. Do we believe with a three floor building that there isn't like a fire escape that he could have gone down, <laughs> or so some no, kind it's, of? It's the same conceit as like, couldn't he have grabbed another gun? <laughs> yeah, well, well done. He yeah, only, he only true. had twelve rounds. That's true, and he was going to give us. A he running was trying count. to prove a point. Yeah. He knew yeah. uh, that. Oh my god! I, you seriously, guys? There's a drinking game. Like every time he talks about how many bullets he has in his gun, you can no. take a shot. Uh, every time you see him on a stairwell, <laughs> oh my gosh. every time he's going up or down stairs, and it's only three floors. But every time you see him going up and down stairs, you go ahead and take a drink. You're gonna you're, you'll be taken care of quick. Uh, what did twelve rounds three lockdown do wrong? Hmm. Can you go first? Because I'm, I'm still thinking a little bit. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the writing on this thing. I think that okay. because it just starts, it, it it's very important that a, a, a script goes through rewrites. Mm-hmm. And, it you know, you get a few stages of it. And, okay, this is the first version. Let's let's flush it up a little bit now. And here's the next version. You need to you need to fill those gaps. And we talked about those gaps. You know, just little things like the, the, the rookie cop suddenly having the evidence and walking it out. Okay, how did that happen? Let's track that a little bit. And, you know, even if it's something we don't use for the movie, it's good to have it because 
there's a little bit of a momentum that I think the characters bring to a scene if they know that this has happened. Yeah. Uh, even if you don't shoot something sequentially, but you know that's coming, if you know that's in the, the list of what we're going to be working on, I think mentally that prepares you for what it is you're doing acting-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so writing, developing the characters, uh, the, there's there's a big question as to, like with every scene, every scene has uh, a goal yeah. that characters are trying to reach. And so I think the big problem is when they were writing the script, none of the writers answered the question, why? Mm-hmm. What is it? What is yeah. it that these characters are trying to achieve? Not just in the movie as a whole, but in these individual scenes. Mm-hmm. What is my motivation? Yeah. And I think that's why that sinks a little bit. I'll tell you this. Also, I think and my, my one of my problems following the film especially was the weird red shirtness of the dirty cops. Yeah. Because a couple of them looked very similar. Uh-huh. I'm like, I thought that guy was already killed in the weight room. And <laughs> yes. then now he's back in the motor pool scene. Um, and then Saul. Saul. Yeah. Like just to give, I mean, and I guess they're generic bad guys. And uh-huh. you know, if if you're not going to flesh out Burke, if Burke is just going to be, oh, I'm a bad bad guy. Uh-huh. And if you're not going to give any other, I guess, why would you make any effort with this with the other dirty cops who are just right. going to get killed? Yeah. But man, I could not, I could not glom onto anyone except, oh, there's one woman. Okay, that's <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> and uh, she shows up like halfway through the movie. Yeah, I yeah. No. It, it would have been a lot better instead of just being the guy, when they're mad dog and Dean Ambrose when he walks in. Yeah. Like, develop these characters a little bit. Let us know something about them. Uh, what do you think that this movie did wrong? That's, that's, that's pretty it. much I think that's, 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 that's <laughs> And like I said, I think, you know, and, and this is just falling in the cliche of, you know, cheap action films. Is Like I said, there were, there were a few times where I'm like, especially with Gunfire, where it felt cheap. I mean, a couple of the digital effects with the muzzle flashes and the headshots. Yeah. Felt very cheap, uh-huh. but you know, like I said, you give you give the guy a chance to do hand to hand. I think I think it's very well done, right? But yeah, I, I'd love to see him do another action movie with yeah. like a, a more competent director, more competent script. I'd yeah. love to see Dean Ambrose get another. If shot. he could be like the kind of the wild card second, like in, like in command something where he doesn't lead the film and they yeah. put him in, like kind of how they did like Wade Barrett with like one of the one of the WWE. It wasn't even a WWE film, but he you know had taken a part in a smaller film that I think it was Colin Farrell and <laughs> Nomi Rapace were in. Oh, wow. Um, and like, so yeah, and so Wade Barrett's kind of like the intimidating bad guy in the back. Nice. Like I think Dean like could, Steve Austin Dean, in The Expendables. Yeah. <laughs> Dean could be given more to do than that, but I think if he did, he could, he could, you know, like refine his acting style, you know, in not a lead role. Yeah. In a supporting character. I think he'd be way fun. I feel you on that. Um, what wrestler who hasn't had a chance oh, at a movie... Uh, would you like to see oh, get a man. treatment like um, that? Crap, uh, we're, we're getting Ziggler. Um, we're oh, man. That's, uh, that's, uh, I think Kevin Owens. Like I'd be super psyched. <laughs> I'd, K- be, would be awesome. I'd be awesome. I'd be super psyched for an Owens film just because of his weird uh, Winnie Winnie the Pooh Canadian yeah. accent. Like, yeah. Like just <laughs> seeing him. I don't know if you. What are you doing over there, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Like I don't know what you would even do with them, but uh-huh. and you know the th- the thing is, and it's a it's a double edged sword with WWE films because these guys have to go away to film them. Yes. So then they're not on WWE TV. And Ambrose, this this film I believe in some ways hurt Ambrose. Yes. Yeah. He was written off TV at like the height of one of his popularity, and he's back on the That's upswing right. now. That's right. Was that right after? Um, it's like close to after the Shield broke. After broke the Shield up. broke up, and he had a few matches with Seth, and Seth basically put his head through the cinder blocks. Well, that wasn't that when. Um, didn't Roman Reigns have to go out? Yeah, it was around the same time too. Yeah. And then you know Dean was already scheduled to this movie, so they had to put him out too. Yeah, and so that was kind of a mistake. So it is unfortunately with WWE films, it's a, it's a kind of a double-edged sword with the fact that they won't be on WWE TV for a while while they're making the film. Yes, 
but it it didn't keep him from showing up at Hell in a Cell. True. Where we got to see him and Seth Rollins uh, do pretty much what I considered was the match of the year. Yeah. That was totally match of the year. Um, that, that's, I think, the day when I, I, I was like, I like this Dean Ambrose guy. Yeah. Like, I, I liked him before, but holy crap. Like, this dude is totally in it. Um, all right. I think that if I had to pick somebody, mm-hmm. oh, man, I think Cody Rhodes. I'd like to see yeah, Cody Rhodes oh, Cody get a little do bit of something. Cody can do they give him they give him the handsome gimmick, they give him the Doctor Doom gimmick, they yeah. give him Stardust. That dude can do anything. Yeah. And so if they give him a movie, he'd be amazing. I think it'd be fun as hell. And I think that would actually elevate him. Like I think that's a thing that like he is I mean, they put him in the match on Raw basically like, look how silly these guys are. They clearly couldn't face for the Intercontinental title. Yeah. And that's not a place where Cody should be. That dude is money, and it's it goes back to the Rhodes versus the McMahons kind of yeah. back in the day where they're well, always going to keep him down a little bit. And that's and that's so ridiculous because if there was anything that was getting a whole lot of attention and heat when it came to SummerSlam, yeah. it was the Stardust Stephen Amell match. Yeah, like that was people were super looking forward to it. I was. Mm-hmm. I think more than any other match that night was. Oh yeah, okay, Stardust and Stephen Amell. All over it. This is going to be great. Yeah. I mean, if we're not going to do Stephanie McMahon again. Well, they 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 did an amazing thing around the same time that it was Ambrose doing this movie was the fact that Rhodes got fired because, you know, Orton put him out. Yeah. Because he couldn't beat Orton for the championship. And then he comes back and they did the gold dust stardust thing. And they yeah. did the Rhodes, you know. The, the Dust Brothers. The Dust Brothers. And <laughs> so, like, he is, everything they give him, he does amazing. And I think if they put him in a film, they could promote the film a little bit better. Yeah. And they could, like, I'd be 100%. If he wanted to go away after Mania, like as soon as Mania's done and go make a film, all for it. Go Cody. Uh-huh. I, th- I think if they, they put him in something that's almost a little, uh, for lack of a better term, like Scott Pilgrimy. Yeah. Where it's just like, and, and play off of his character. Yeah. Like, just don't, don't, try to make, don't try to make him fit. Don't fit like a square peg in a, in, in a round hole. Make it be him. Well, also, I could see that dude in a superhero movie. Yeah. Because uh, there's... There's something uh, the dude looks like he was drawn by Greg Capullo. Uh-huh. Like he straight up like looks like a looks like a superhero. Yeah. So I think if they could get him in one of those movies, that'd be excellent. It probably won't happen, but you know, right. like just if, if we're fantasy bucking a movie, exactly. Uh, you know, that dude would be amazing. Well, then you you said fantasy booking, and this is something that we do mm-hmm. every every time we talk about a film. Uh, we discuss how we would do it if we were to remake it. Oh now. man. Okay. Uh, and so. I'll go through my recasting because okay. I don't know if you did it. Uh, I, yeah, I, did it? I, I, I can pull it off. If you want, yeah, I've done it, it a million times, man. Where I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll just pull it out of, out yeah. of my ass while while Joel's doing it. So I recast um, one, two, three, four, five. I recast six, okay. And we always put a new a director on it. Yeah. Uh, so as Officer Taylor, mm-hmm. the the rookie cop, Sarah Michelle Geller. Okay. The uh, the character Darrow. This is Lachlan Monroe, the guy that was like looking at all the screens and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I went with Sean William Scott okay. for that one. Uh, Harris, the Benny from Supernatural character, yeah, played by Aquaman, Jason Momoa, oh. gonna be gonna be the intimidating because I felt I felt like this guy was supposed to be the muscle mm-hmm. of Burke's gang. I didn't quite get that with Benny. <laughs> I felt like they should have cast somebody else. Yeah. Uh, but this dude, uh, Jason Momoa, if you watched, you know, Game of Thrones uh, <laughs> or Conan, that yeah. bad Conan movie, um, that one bad Conan movie, there's, there's the Schwarzenegger ones aren't yeah. that great either. Uh, so, yeah, he would play Harris. Uh, Captain Matthews, mm-hmm. played by Rona Mitra. Hmm. 
just because okay. I felt I felt like they kind of resembled each other. Uh, this is going to be kind of typical. Uh, Burke played by Michael Jai White, Spawn, mm-hmm. and the the Mortal Kombat YouTube series. Okay, Shaw played by Chris Pratt. Oh, I can see that. And all of this directed by diehards John McTiernan. Okay, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, what would you do with this? All one? right, so I would I would recast Shaw. Shaw would be Bruce Willis. <laughs> You're the, not uh, doing this. No. <laughs> the, the, Burke would be Alan Rickman. No, I think Burke. I think Burke. Actually, I'm just going with guys they were trying to get in some ways. Uh-huh. I think Burke would be Idris Elba. Okay. And I think um, you know the guy at the beginning would clearly be Bruce Greenwood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I think, man, I can't. The 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 other red shirt cops. I can't. I just can't think of too many off gotcha. the top of my head. People. That's fine. Um, I, I tried to pick like the two that seem to have more, yeah, more presence in the film. Certainly, I think one of them because both of them, like if you mash the two together, it would be the guy from the office, the guy who was the you know Pam's uh, terrible boyfriend from the beginning of. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I feel like if you mash both those guys together, it's that guy. Okay, <laughs> nice, <laughs> sweet. Who would direct it? Uh, who would direct it? I think uh, I'm just gonna throw um, ah. Uh, <laughs> It's, it should be so. I'll easy. let you think. While while, while, so while Luke is singing about that, uh, I want to. Heck, I would direct it. Okay, Luke Hawkins yeah. would direct <laughs> Twelve Rounds Three. Yeah, lockdown with why Bruce not? Willis. God, I would love to hear that story. <laughs> with Kevin, would, Kevin would, Smith bitching about I would, directing. I would Bruce come Willis. and certainly shoot, shoot on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so guys, if you have any thoughts about Twelve Rounds Three Lockdown, if you've seen it, if you have any thoughts. Um, Go ahead and talk back to us on the Facebook page. Just go to Facebook in the search bar, put in the editing bay, find that picture of the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us, and that's where you talk back to us. Uh, We also have a website at www.editingbay.com, and that's where you can catch the entire catalog of Editing Bay episodes from the past. Unfortunately, iTunes, for some reason, only carries our last 100 episodes, and we have done way more than that at this point. And uh, so if you want to go back to the very beginning, if you're new to the podcast or if you just want to revisit some uh, some fun memories, you can go to the editingbay.com and check everything out there. We've also got some information there on how you can order the uh, the T-shirt from our live show that we did a couple years ago. Still working on trying to get another one going on that. Oh, by the way, uh, there was a little staged adaptation that I did uh, a couple years ago uh, for Batman the Killing Joke. Yeah. We're doing it again. I've been seeing I've been seeing hints about this. Yeah, That's it's amazing. Coming back. We're, going, we're going to be doing it the uh, the second I believe the second and last week of second second and third week of June. Oh, cool! I think yeah, we're going to be doing that at the Margot Jones uh, near Fair Park in downtown Dallas. That's amazing. So uh, yeah, starting to work on that. So whatever whatever hairs I have that aren't gray yet, oh man, <laughs> they're going to be soon. Uh, so, yeah, that, we'll be talking more about that as we get closer to it. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at The Editing Bay. We've also got at George's Goiter, but we still haven't put anything there. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite running joke. <laughs> we don't have anything there. Um, yeah, so I think next week, guys, uh, we're going to try to do Small Soldiers. If Joel's here, we're going to do Small Soldiers. If I believe not, in you guys. We'll, uh, we'll come up with something uh, something equally awesome. Uh, make sure you give us a rating and review. If you get us on your podcasting app on your Apple device, go to your podcasting app and leave us a rating review. Five-star rating would be fantastic. And then when you're done, check out the rest of the Next Wave Radio shows. You just put in Next Wave Radio in the search bar there. That's going to bring up all of our shows. And you'll see we've got MVP, the most valuable podcast, with Danny and Matt, where they talk about sports and sports entertainment. Going to be taking the next couple of weeks off. Uh, but we'll be back to do a little recap on WrestleMania and Raw. In fact... Uh, I've worked out a little bit of a, a guest 
a guest bit for them. Uh, we're going to have Brian Zane from Wrestling with Regret, the Wrestling with Regret YouTube channel. Uh, he's going to be joining them to do a little bit of a WrestleMania Raw recap. That's awesome. Uh, so they'll be doing that on the weekend of the 10th, and so that episode will be out the following Monday. We've also got My Comic Life with Jeff and Sam, where this week they're going to be talking about... Batman vs. Superman movie. Have I you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. Neither have I. Me neither. Go yeah. and see it tomorrow. Oh, what time? Uh, 6.30, 6.45 at Alamo. Oh, I don't know if I could do it then, because... We're going to be doing Easter stuff with uh, with the baby, but oh. I'm, I'm wanting to see it either tonight, because <laughs> I know Jay's going to come over, I think, after we get done here, uh, either see it tonight or sometime early tomorrow, uh, but I want to check it out. This movie, guys, yeah. like, it is creating... So divisive. It, it's so, well, it's so divisive, but what I've also noticed is, like, there's a lot of people, like, coming out of the movie, yeah. and they're... Like vehemently describing how much they enjoy it, like yeah. like they you don't feel like it's under like, attack. Like it's like they feel like it's under attack. Yeah, I saw, and they weird, have to I saw it. weird nerd shaming post. Just like if you really like the comics, you should like it. If you like the dumb Marvel kitty stuff, I guess you don't get it because you're just a casual fan. I'm like, all right, calm down, nerd yeah. shamers. I, I feel calm like, down. If you want to have an opinion, that's fine, but don't. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think I feel like both sides. Like yeah. let's just let's just. Bring it down a notch. You don't have to vehemently defend this movie that's making billions of dollars because yeah. they, they don't need you to defend it. The crazy <laughs> prediction of like $350 million this weekend is yeah. nuts. Uh, I just feel like, like what you want to like. If yeah. you don't like something, you don't have to like it. Yeah. Don't let somebody make you feel bad about liking something. Yeah. Uh, and likewise, don't make someone make you feel bad for not liking something. Let's just be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Uh, so, yeah, you guys will be talking about Batman, Superman. Yeah. Uh, according to Box Office Mojo... It made eighty-two million on uh, Friday. Oh wow, that's okay. that's pretty good. That's pretty. I'm looking forward to seeing it. If it's good, awesome, I win. Yeah. If it's a mess, I still win because I love a train wreck. Heck, we went to Sucker Punch. Yes, it's, we it's did. okay. Uh, it's okay, Zack Snyder. So we'll go see your movies. So guys, just be cool to one another. And uh, next week, join us. Hopefully, we'll be doing Small Soldiers. Luke, thank you so much for joining me on this. And uh, Jeff, thank you as always. We'll catch you guys next week. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.